Welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. Hello everyone. Happy Thursday. I hope you guys are all having a good day. It has been raining here in California. I'm sorry, I'm one minute late and I'm waiting for Herman to come. I'm here. We're late. We're two minutes late. If we were in a dressage test, we would be disqualified. You'd have been eliminated. You have already. to sit up here closer and you have to talk louder. So we've been making these Facebook Lives into also a podcast. And sometimes when Herman comes with me, you talk really quiet and people can't hear you. So if you haven't checked out the podcast yet, it's called Dressage with Amelia. So just go to your podcast player, search for Dressage with Amelia, and it will come up. So we have some exciting topics to talk about tonight. Um, I think the first one is... Herman went to Argentina to visit his family for Christmas. Because that's where I'm from. And uh, How know, was it? It was great. We did a little horsey thing. What horsey thing did you do? So my cousin, he's married, and his in-laws, they're from El Campo, which is just the ranch, right? They do farm living. And uh, he's like 80 years old, and he's got a couple horses, and they work the fields with these horses. And... It was just neat. I took some pictures of, you know, how they use foam and a couple of irons and they get on, they ride these horses all over the properties and and it was fun. I mean, he, he was just one, he was good at what he did. He's a little old now. He doesn't break them anymore. Um, but what do they do with, they actually, what do they do with the horses? Uh, they work the field. Like they pull a plow? Uh, not the plow. They haul the stuff around on the property. But and he rides just to ride for fun, and his horses are well behaved, and they put the kids on, and they took trail rides with them, and they did all this stuff, and and they had a four-year-old that was they went to go start it, and it didn't get started well, and had the same kind of problems that one gets when people don't start your horse well. So it was they're just horses, and they are all the same. Didn't you say that they had horses that were just like running loose in the oh, front yeah. yard? Oh yeah, at um, my other cousin's house. Yeah, we left the house and they had just had a couple horses out grazing because there's grass everywhere. And so the horses were just loose on the street grazing. We saw that in a different couple of spots too when we were driving. They had horses just out in, in fields eating. But um, but this is in a like a residential neighborhood that's, I mean, doesn't have sidewalks. But they were just grazing the horses on the side of the street. It was cool. We liked it. So, how do you feel about me not going with you to Argentina for Christmas? Uh, sad, mostly. Just missed you. Um, I mean, I'm certainly not going to be the guy that says, Don't live your dream, dear. Come spend time with me. That's not my thing. But I missed you. Do you have any advice for other horse husbands that their wives don't want to travel with them? Um, I 
maybe just a special kind of because there was a there was some other buddy some other man i saw on a video talking about the difference between dressage girls and cowgirls did you see that yeah it's a funny little thing and anyway at the end of the deal it's just uh you got to get over yourself like you come after the horse and it's not that big a deal <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not, but, it's just not that big a deal. Yeah. But it is, I think that it's hard with horses because they're such a way of life and it's really hard to leave. Like it's hard to leave for 10 days. And, you know, that's one thing I need to work on is getting more help and support. So I have a team that helps me if I do need to leave, but it definitely, it's hard. And I also am like addicted to horses and I love riding. So it's hard to, to leave for that long. So, anyways. Well, my family did all say hi and wish they were gone, so there you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I also wanted to talk about tonight. A lot of you guys are asking, is it cold in California? So, I wanted to talk a little bit about winter riding tips and how to stay safe um, during the winter. Because I think it's really hard when the weather gets in the way and you're not able to stay consistent and your horse isn't able to get turned out regularly. Um, and Herman and I, we both have people that have recently gotten kicked and hurt with horses. So um, do you have any tips for how well, not to get kicked? Well, first we'll go with that first story, right? <laughs> so um, we're, we're in Southern California. We're not really quite prepared for the rain. We don't have all of these covered arenas. Uh, we don't have sand really arenas. Everything's gone the GGT. And so um, there's just a lot of infrastructure and rainy places that we don't do. So what happens? We get five days of rain. Now you're not riding these horses that are really fit because normally yeah. you are riding them. And so the weather's a little cold. They're not getting out. They're not working regular and wee horses get excited. Okay. <laughs> Now, you just got to know that that's what's happening, and um, and if you're not the one for the job to lead that horse around, you don't have somewhere to to lunge it or something, because horses, when they're excited, I mean, that's how you know they're happy, they're exuberant, they're joyful, they're bouncing. You don't want to be anywhere near them bouncing, they're really big, so uh, safety is important, and we were talking about this in the car, I'm kind of cavalier about it. I've been around horses a long, long time. You kind of just feel, oh, this one's bouncy today. And so you'll do it a little bit different than you would on a normal day. Um, and that's just time and miles. Yeah, but you really need to be super aware of your horse's energy. And, and like Herman and I, we've been around horses so much that we have a sense for that. Like we can sense something bad is about to happen and do something about it before it happens. Um, I'm going to do a webinar on January 9th, that's a Sunday, about groundwork. So for sure, come to that because uh, I know I've gotten kicked, I'm sure you have, but definitely um, part of it is experience. Like once you get kicked or once you get hurt on the ground, you learn, like that's how I learned. But also if we can help you guys to avoid getting hurt and to avoid having that experience then that would be a good thing and that's where it is useful if you have a professional or someone there to help you handle your horse but just know that if your horse has been cooped up if your horse hasn't been ridden regularly they're not going to be their normal selves they're not bicycles you can't leave them in your garage for a week and then go and get them and think that they're just going to be 
like they were a week before. They need to get out, they need to buck, they need to play. And so it might be that you can't ride them on the first day. Maybe all you do is groundwork or lunging. It's better to do that than to end up getting hurt. And as far as like getting kicked, I think the biggest tip is feel your horse's energy and then also make sure to keep your horse's head tipped towards you because if their head is tipped towards you, they can't get their butt towards you. It's when they get their head away from you, that's when they can kick you. And I also think it's really important that you're aware of your horse's ground manners all the time. Don't wait until they're fresh and high you need to all the time be picky that your horse is respectful of you and that they stop when you stop and they back up when you back up. So that's all stuff I'm going to talk about um, in the webinar. Do you have any input? Um, no, I was just thinking about... It, 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 you just kind of let some steam out of the pot. Yeah. And that's really the name of the game. And however you go about it, as long as it's safe, because, like, I'll just get in it. I mean, I won't ask the horse for as much collection. I'll go in a little light two-point, and we can go a little yeehaw around the arena of the property or something, and then they're fine. Because you know your horse, and you got to find your way. Yes. I think it's better to let the steam out of the pot on the ground, right. personally. That everybody's different that way. <laughs> or let your trainer get the steam out of the pot before you get on your horse. That's what, because um, we also, like the other day um, at Spirit, at my barn, there's five trainers, there's a hundred horses. We had like one day of good weather. So we took the tarp off and everyone was in the same arena and it was like a lot, a lot of horses, a lot of horses, all the horses are fresh. So when one horse starts getting set off, all the other horses get set off. And it was a day that was pretty not much for everybody. not for everybody. So only the trainers were riding for the most part. And at the end of the day, like I was definitely grateful to have gotten through the day without any major mishaps because it's just, it's hard when the horses haven't been out and everyone's fresh. So you need to just, yeah safety first guys come to my groundwork webinar and also i have a groundwork course coming out so that is good um the other webinar i'm like super busy so on saturday i'm doing a goal setting webinar which hopefully you guys are all um coming to because i have some good tips but one thing like i've been thinking a lot about my goals for the year ahead because i always feel like the end of the year is a time that's really good to kind of slow down and reflect on the past year and then close out the past year and set some intentions for the year ahead. And as I've been setting my goals for the year ahead, one thing, two things I've been thinking about is that they're meaningful to me and that they're process oriented. I'm going to talk more about this on Saturday, so I don't get want to give everything away, but meaningful. So I was thinking about like, okay, obviously I want to compete and I have certain competition goals, but asking like, why is that meaningful to me? And why do I like to ride? Why do I want to ride? Why do I want to improve myself in my riding? It's not just about the destination it's about the process so 
you have any input? What are your goals? Um, I like it. It's very satisfying when uh, when I make the connection with the horse. Yeah. And the horse, and you can, and you just know the horse is like, all right, I'm gonna do this because you asked me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love it when I get to the stall, and the horse comes to the door and says, "Oh, you're taking me out." And yeah. I like you, and <laughs> off we go. And yeah. For for me, that's really really satisfying. It gives me a my. Now I could be lying to myself, but it makes me feel like I have a place here. Yeah. No, I, and I think that's important is no matter, like, have goals, but no matter how big your goals are, why do you ride? Like, why do you have a horse? And I think that that is a lot of it. It's, it's that connection with them and that partnership that you develop, which is so precious. And, and at the end of the day, it's, it's the process of getting there. It's not about, like, even I've heard Olympians say, you know, you go to the Olympics and you win the gold medal and then you come home and it's just the same old, it's the same everyday stuff, you know, like shoveling the manure every day. That's, you know, it's great that you've achieved the goal, but you have to enjoy the process and the partnership as well. Um, okay. What other questions do we have? I posted, we didn't have too many questions because I think everyone was very distracted about the, uh, I posted a photo of the zonkey. We have at our barn oh. a donkey and a zonkey, and everyone was just commenting about the zonkey um, instead of asking questions. So, okay, we have one here on YouTube. I'm a beginner currently struggling with two aspects of my seat. My toes turn out and I lean forward. I can only ride one hour a week. How do I improve? Um, okay, so one thing about when your toes turn out in the saddle is that you have to actually rotate from your hip. Like you have to like pull your thigh out of the saddle and get your hip and your knee to rotate in and point in. That's how you get your toes pointing forward. It's not, it's not just about bending your ankle forward. And pay attention to how you walk. Make sure that when you walk that your toes point forward make sure everything you do that you're focusing on that alignment because if your toes turn out when you do other things they're going to turn out when you ride yeah when i was changing my leg position uh what i did was i pulled my knee really far back towards the back of the saddle and then i would drag that forward and it would take my hamstring and roll it out from underneath me so that i was on the inside of my thigh and not yeah. on my hamstring because that's where if you're sitting on your hamstring, there's no way for your toe to go forward. It's a whole, it's a whole leg process. So that's how I would fix it. And I would have to do that periodically through my ride is actually bring my leg back, leave it next to the horses. I brought my leg forward so that it would roll that muscle out of the way. Um, and for the leaning forward, so I would, I would start with my foot. And I think, where's my foot? Where's my knee? Where's my hip? Where's my shoulder? Where's my head? And when I thought about it, I could get there. But by the time I got to my head, I had to start with my feet again, because now they're <laughs> in the wrong spot. So it's just constant repetition. And you do, you have to self-check yourself and just look at your foot, look at your knee, and just keep going through it until it becomes automatic. And I did that, and I had people correct me, and eventually I got a position. Yeah, and if you can only ride once a week, 
then definitely I recommend visualizing, you know, and like just sitting there, closing your eyes, pretending like you're riding, reminding yourself to sit back and keep your toes pointing forward. And then one thing I've been doing a lot too, since it's been raining, like relentlessly, I think we got like six inches in the last 24 hours and our bedroom is flooded. It's like a river going through our house tonight. But anyway, since I've had a lot of free time, I've been watching videos of other top riders. And I think that that is really useful to just study them, study their seats, study their hands, study what they're doing with their bodies because it actually triggers some of the same neurons in your brain. So that's another good tip for all of you guys that are going stir crazy like me with not being able to ride. Okay, um, what other questions do we have? Okay, what should I look for when searching for a good dressage horse? <laughs> okay, I say there's five things. Yeah, rideability, confirmation, rideability, gates, rideability. Um, yeah. It's, you know, with the right attitude, you can overcome a lot of the physical stuff. I mean, the biggest thing is that you can ride it. Yes, I mean, obviously you don't want to get something that's built upside down, but if it's in the ballpark, right, if it fits the confirmation, because obviously you need a confirmation to uh, to do the work that you want the horse to do. But in saying that, you could have, we had a stallion and he was picture perfect. Absolutely unrideable. Um, and that didn't end well. So, he, he was perfect. Confirmation, he was perfect. But he was just he wasn't rideable. And that's really the biggest thing, is that you've got just a happy horse. It's like, okay, what do you want to do? Yeah, but definitely temperament is the most important thing. And then, you know, and then you have to factor in other thing like gates. I think that's another good that they have a good walk, trot and canter and their age and all of that. But it's important to find a horse that matches your goals. So, um, you know, if you're an older rider and you're new to riding, you need an older trained schoolmaster type horse. Um, and it's okay if they're not perfectly sound. If you, you know, versus like if you're, if you want to ride Grand Prix at the international level, that's a very different horse. So you need to start out with like, what's your goals? What are your limitations? What's your budget? And then go from there. So, okay, um, oh yeah, some of you guys are coming, so we're, her mom's driving, we're going to be doing the CDS convention in Northern California on January 22nd. That's going to be at Starvon, um, and the topic is going to be suppleness, so that will be fun. And Levi's coming. Oh yeah, Levi's coming. Levi's our dog. He's the best dog ever. He's the horse training dog. Okay, we had a question about canter transitions from the Horse Crazy Princess. I have been practicing my canter transitions and your videos have been very helpful, but my horse struggles to stay in the canter. He picks it up fine when I put one leg behind the girth, but then loses it after a couple of strides. How can I encourage him to stay in the canter? And do I leave my girth, my leg behind the girth all the whole time? Okay, so when you are in the canter, 
you should always have your outside leg slightly behind the girth. And that's really important for if you're riding a horse that knows their tempi changes because if your legs come out of position, then your horse might do a change. But you don't wanna have like your legs gripping on the horse. Like you shouldn't have to have a ton of pressure with your leg to keep them in the canter. So if you're having trouble keeping your horse in the canter, you need to figure out why they're not staying in the canter. So is it because they're lazy and behind the leg? If that's the case, then you need to kind of like take your leg off, give them a kick before they break. I think that's the other really important thing is that once your horse breaks to the trot, it's kind of too late. You have to get the trot good and then start over again. So you need to fix it before it happens. Um, if your horse is losing their balance and that's why they're breaking to the trot, then I would recommend asking the horse to trot before they break to the trot, getting them rebalanced, then picking up the canter again. Do you have anything to add? Uh, so the, my first thought is, okay, if it's a younger horse, maybe it's just not strong enough and so it's breaking out of the canter. Um, then there's also the issue of the balance, okay? So if the horse doesn't have enough forward with energy, it'll break out of the canter and fall into the trot. Um, so I'm, I'm left with a couple other thoughts. So if your leg is on constantly, like like uh, like a straight jacket, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're just on there like a vice and you don't even have to be that strong, you can just clamp your legs on and then the horse's ribs aren't moving because that's where the lungs are. And so they feel that pressure from your leg and they take these little short breaths and they're not really expanding their lungs. So that'll make them break. Um, and then what Amelia said too is maybe he's just a little dull. And so you need to give him a sparky. Um, so my first thought is you get yourself into the canner and then go do medium. And then somewhere after that medium, make a circle and go medium again and just fire them up a bit. Yeah. That's that's my thought standing here in this, or sitting here in this chair. Yeah. I mean, one thing that's hard with dressage is that it's like, it depends, you know, there's every horse is a little different and that's where experience comes in. You know, when you've ridden, like Herman and I have ridden hundreds of horses and taught hundreds of people and you get a sense of that rather quickly. And that's what's hard when you right, don't have that. The behaviors can be the same, right? Yeah. A horse breaks out of the can or, yeah. well, okay. But how you address it is different. Why does that horse yeah, come out of the exactly. can That's... Yeah. Because like there's definitely, if it's like a hot sensitive horse, and they break out of the canner. Like we have one like that right now. He's hot and sensitive and he loses his balance and breaks out of the canner. So you would never like just want to like kick him yeah, for no, that. Yeah, not that one. Right. But there's other horses that are just lazy that know better and break out of the canner when your leg comes off. And in that situation, then yeah, you'd like give them a correction and kick them. So it really depends on the horse and on the situation. Okay, let's see. Megan says, I'm, I'm trying to improve my horse's relaxation. Any good ideas? He's an off-the-track thoroughbred, and I want to get my bronze on him, but it's so hard. <laughs> okay, yes, dressage is hard. I think there's, there's no way around that. 
Um, as far as the relaxation. Walk, halt, hang out, pet him a lot, halt, walk a lot. That's what I'm doing with uh, that mare. Yeah. But I would also say is like groundwork. I posted this yeah. week on video on um, on YouTube the videos about confidence and it's like three exercises you can do on the ground to get your horse relaxed and to give you confidence. So definitely starting from the ground. I'm also doing so I'm doing two webinars. I hope you guys are coming to both. I'm doing one this Saturday on um, goal setting and then one the following Sunday on January 9th at 12 noon. They're both at noon on groundwork. And I think that when you can get your horse relaxed and accepting the aids on the ground, that carries over to under saddle. And um, I, yeah, I'm just such a believer in groundwork. It's something that I do with all of my horses, especially young horses, especially horses that struggle with relaxation. Because if you can teach them this stuff on the ground, it carries over to when you get in the saddle. Yeah, if you, the groundwork helps you become the leader. Yeah. And so horses are hardwired. They're either going to lead or follow. So if you can make yourself the leader, you've got that bit already handled. Where the horse is like, all right, well, if you say so, let's go. And so, yeah, the groundwork is key to making your horse think, oh, you do lead, I'll follow. It just sets up a horse. And so then they're more relaxed because they're not worrying about their safety. They're making you the alpha mare and the alpha mare is in charge of the herd safety. So if you can make yourself the alpha mare, then the horse doesn't worry about its safety because you're doing it for it. Yeah. And then here, um, there's another question on Facebook too. Amy says, any tips for building confidence especially in lateral work in a nervous or abused horse. And again, it's the same thing, same. groundwork. So I teach all of the lateral stuff from the ground because it's much better. You never want to like get in a big fight with your horse, period. But you can explain it to them a lot better from the ground without getting into trouble yourself or getting your horse into trouble. And so that I'm going to talk about more in the groundwork webinar and then also in my groundwork masterclass is like I introduce all of the lateral work from the ground. You can do turn on the forehand, you can do leg yield, you can do half pass, you can do shoulder in, uh, you can teach all of that stuff from the ground. And it doesn't start out with that. Like you don't start out with asking your horse to half pass on the ground. There's a progression. You start out by teaching your horse to bend, teaching your horse to yield their hindquarters. And as you get control of your horse's body, it carries over to getting control of their mind. So when you can teach your horse to lower their head, bend to the side, you start to get control of their brain and then you can start training your horse to control their emotions because I think that's a big part of what we do with our horses is horses are flight animals so they basically go from they see a stimulus to run away. We have to kind of train them to interrupt that where they see a stimulus that they're afraid of or worried about and our aids, whether that's our leg or our rein or our seat, our aids interrupt that that reaction where the horse stays relaxed and trusts us. So, 
good. That's the truth about that. That's the truth about that. So I think that's it for tonight. I hope you guys all have a wonderful new year. I can't believe this whole, these few weeks are just like crazy. So happy new year. I hope to see you in the new year at the goal setting webinar. If you can't make it live, it will be recorded. And we are going to make some yummy dinner. What are we making for dinner? Fish tacos. Fish tacos, halibut fish tacos. Herman is a fisherman. He goes and spear fishes halibut and white sea bass, yellow tuna. tail, and blue got, tuna. We yeah, got we got two tunas and lobsters. So I'm very lucky. I try to eat mostly vegan except for when it's fresh, fresh, fresh from hot. the sea. Yeah, it's okay. So I guess that makes me like. I don't know. An opera. Fishitarian? A fishitarian. Pescatarian? Something like that. I've heard the term. Alright. Alright. Good night, everyone. Happy New Year. So, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions, and I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.